podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool Football Club. And where else to go today than yesterday's match? Liverpool 3, Leeds United 0. A very, very impressive, very comprehensive performance by the Reds. I think it's fair to say that all 11 starters either played really well or contributed something to the victory. We saw Alisson start in goal after the Brazilians got the all-clear late on Friday to play in these games. Alisson in goal, Trent at right-back, Robbo at left-back, Joel Matip and Virgil van Dijk continuing their partnership at centre-back. Harvey Elliott, Fabinho and Thiago making his first start of the season in midfield. Jordan Henderson dropped out of the team. And then Mo Salah, Diogo Jota and Sadio Mane up front. I think it has to be said there were some standout performances. Trent was absolutely sensational from right back. Creating chances, involved in all the build-up play. Excellent range of passing as we're used to. Really good decision making and did a very good job defensively as well. Kept Harrison very, very quiet. Inside him, we had Joel Matip, who, when he's fit, he's obviously one of the best centre-backs in the league. The issue for Liverpool has always been keeping him fit. The partnership with him and Virgil, I believe it's now 36 games played together in the Premier League and 21 goals conceded, which is, it's all time. You're talking about one of the great pairings in the league. The issue, again, is just... Matip's fitness but yesterday Joel was very good defensively his passing was excellent and he was carrying the ball a lot more and in the build-up to the first goal we saw him appear on the edge of the Leeds box and play the pass to Trent Leeds didn't know what to do when they saw Joel Matip in that kind of advanced position so Matip involved in that goal Trent crossed for Mo and Mo made it 1-0 uh, Virgil had a very good game, nothing standout, nothing, nothing spectacular, didn't need to, but it was him who made the second goal. Trent's cross, a cushioned header by Virgil, dropped the feet of Fab, and at the second time of asking, he put it home. Robbo had the toughest task of the defenders. I think that's clear. We always knew that was going to be the case. He's marking Rafinha. Rafinha is Leeds' best player. And Rafinha caused him some trouble, especially early on. I thought that first half, we saw a couple of shaky moments from Robbo, but it was largely down to how excellent Rafinha is. In midfield, Harvey was bright, involved in the build-up play, very clever player, making really good decisions, and we'll, we'll get on to what happened to him in a few minutes. Next to him, in the holding role, we had Fabinho. We know he's the best in the league, and yesterday he proved why. Picks up that early yellow card, which is very, very soft, and then just takes over the game dominates it with his positioning, with his intelligence, his ability to read the game, his aggressiveness in winning the ball back, the calibre of his passing, and of course, he gets himself a goal as well. Thiago, I thought, was brilliant next to him as well. I thought those two together just looked like a different class of partnership, unlike anything we've had at Liverpool since Mascherano and Alonso. Those two are so good together. Ten games together now as midfielders, nine wins, one draw. And the draw was the Everton derby away last year when Liverpool got robbed of a late winner. 
So that midfield functioned perfectly. For the first time this season, Liverpool's midfield looked really good. The front three, Mo was in sensational form, just tore leads apart from start to finish. Jota was busy, he was inventive, he was creative. He created six chances, two of which were big chances. And then Sadio, who, he, he got the third goal. If he doesn't get the goal, he's unquestionably the worst Liverpool player on the day. He had 10 shots in the game. He missed three sitters. He really should have had a hat-trick before he scored. But he did get a goal. So that does change the perception of his performance, even if it doesn't change his actual performance. But that goal will be big for his his confidence. And, and Sadio is a confidence player. But the, the chance that he scored is interesting. It's a Henderson overhit cross from the right. Thiago is brilliant to cushion it, knock it back in to, to Sadio, who takes a touch, swivels and shoots. And that's the type of goal that Sadio thrives on because oftentimes over his Liverpool career, when he's had too many touches or too much time on the ball, Sadio's made the wrong decision or he's missed a, a relatively easy chance. When he doesn't have time and the chance is more difficult, that's when he tends to score. And that goal that he scored was one of the more difficult chances he had yesterday. There's nothing easy about it with a defender on him to take that touch, turn, use his body to hold the defender off, and then and then finish past a good goalkeeper in Melier. All things considered, Liverpool absolutely deserved the victory. They dominated the game, 30 shots in total. It's the most Liverpool have had in an away fixture under Jurgen Klopp. I think they've only done it at Anfield five times, 30 or more shots. So that will tell you the dominance. Leeds had nine shots in the whole game. And like I said, Sadio had 10 by himself. So very clear that it was quite a one-sided game. Leeds had a couple of chances. Rodrigo had a chance in the first half. Ailing had that chance where it bounced off his knee. Bamford had a little bit of a half chance that Ali did very well with. But, you know, you factor in the chances Sadio missed, the Thiago uh, disallowed goal, Jota missed a good chance, Harvey missed a good chance, Virgil missed a free header. Liverpool really could have scored six or seven. And it would not have flattered them. It wouldn't have been against what happened on the day. Liverpool's XG for the game was 4.5. They dominated in every area, controlled the tempo. We had the talking heads before the game say that Leeds will, Leeds will like the look of that Liverpool midfield. Thiago struggle with the atmosphere and the pace. It's such nonsense. This is one of the best midfield players in the world the best controlling midfield midfield player in the world. Thiago doesn't struggle with the pace of anything. Thiago sets the pace of a game. Thiago controls the tempo of a game. He decides what pace the game will be played at. If he wants to speed it up, he speeds it up. If he wants to slow it down, he'll slow it down. That's what he does. And he's done it for Spain, for Barcelona, for Bayern Munich, and now for us. The idea that the pace of a game would ever be an issue for him, considering he trains 
and has trained for his entire career at a level that's more intense than most games. Jamie Redknapp was the best. Jamie Redknapp, before the game, said that the selection of Thiago would play into the hands of Leeds. After the game, he disparaged anybody who'd ever doubted Thiago. It's very, very strange. You doubted him, Jamie. And yes, last season you did defend him at times, but you were also very critical at times. And the Thiago narrative is that he's been a disappointment. When the truth is, that's not the case at all. He joined, he was excellent straight away. Chelsea away, Everton away, best player on the pitch. Almost has his leg broken. Misses months of the season. Comes back and is forced to play as a holding midfielder. Not his role at all. And not just that, he's forced to play as a holding midfielder. In front of Jordan Henderson who's playing centre-back and has no earthly idea of what he's doing there. And a combination of Reese Williams, Nat Phillips, and, and new to the Premier League, Ozan Quebec, and Fabinho, also not a centre-back. Now, Fabinho was brilliant at centre-back, but it's not where you want him. As soon as Thiago got moved back into the number eight role, he started to improve, and Liverpool started to improve. And when Fabinho went back into midfield alongside him, well, Liverpool were arguably the best team in the league over the last 10 games of last season. So where does the idea that Thiago was a disappointment come from? Does it come from Liverpool's overall season? That's my feeling on it. People look at Liverpool's overall season and blame the new guy and ignore everything else that went on. He was brilliant yesterday, and he has been brilliant since moving into his correct position and having a holding midfielder next to him. He's a world-class operator. We, nobody should ever have doubted him. He's making them all look really foolish now. So the big talking point of the game, obviously, is the Harvey Elliott injury. Now, even in a 3-0 win at a place as hostile as Leeds, this takes the shine off what should have been a great day. This is a, a marvellously talented 18-year-old footballer who has had his career trajectory altered. Now, he it shouldn't affect how good he becomes. It's just going to delay that. That's all I'm saying here. We don't know yet how long he's going to be out. There's a lot of people speculating. Some people speculate, oh, it's just a dislocation. It's six to eight weeks. That's not the case. Um, Jurgen Klopp didn't have the full set of information at the time. He said as much himself at the time. The dislocation is likely part of the injury. There's likely to be a fracture. There may well be ligament damage, cartilage damage. These things all add up and they accumulate and you end up with a much longer spell out than six to eight weeks which you know for a standard simple ankle dislocation will be the case we'll just have to wait and see i'm sure the club will provide updates they've already said he's having surgery in the coming days and imagine there's probably some more scans to be had as well when some of the swelling goes down out of his ankle but 
it's just hard to to cope with an 18 year old getting hurt like this. Jurgen Klopp was devastated after the game. The players were shook. I think we saw it affect both Jordan Henderson and Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain when they came on. I didn't think they played very well. Henderson sort of warmed into the game, but Ox Ox struggled and looked a little bit shaken. And I do think it's because they were stood there watching it happen right in front of them. Henderson was ready to come on. And that that's the, the horrible irony of this is that Henderson was coming on for Harvey. If Harvey had just turned and kicked the ball out of play as soon as he received it, Henderson was coming on from at that break in play. But Struyck makes the tackle. He does win the ball. Let's be clear on that. He does win the ball. However, it's a scissors tackle and his trailing leg comes through the back of Harvey. It's one of those where it looks like he's trying to win the ball and in the same movement go the opposite direction. And unfortunately, that back leg, that trailing leg, comes through Harvey's ankle and does what it does. Struyck looked devastated. He looked absolutely gutted by what had happened before the red card. This wasn't a reaction to the red card. He looked devastated before the red card came out. Now, the referee, Craig Paulson, who's awful, by the way, he waved play on. He wasn't even going to give a free kick. So... For Martin Tyler and Gary Neville and the rest of the peanut gallery on Sky to come out and say, oh, he was always going to send him off, is rubbish. Because he wasn't, because he's going to let play play go on. VAR reviewed it, and VAR made the decision, you have to send him off. And rightly so. And Leeds fans can cry about it all they want, but Liam Cooper should have been sent off in the first half. He was booked for dragging back Mane, and he should have been booked a second time for bringing down Jota on the edge of the area. He probably should have gotten a second yellow card then when he did the same type of tackle as Struyck did to Harvey on Sadio Mane. So he was very, very fortunate to last the 90 minutes. He could have been sent off twice. Struyck, the red card is the right decision. He'll be back in a couple of games, but Harvey will be out for a prolonged period. And we'll have to manage now without him. And it's such a shame because... We were starting to see maybe the next iteration of this Jurgen Klopp Liverpool with a proper attacking midfielder in that attacking midfield role rather than a box-to-box player. We don't have anybody at the club who does the same things as Harvey does, but Ox is probably the closest one in terms of can play through the middle or wide and will make runs into the box. That's what Harvey's been doing for us. He doesn't have Harvey's creativity, but he's probably got a better shot. So maybe if Ox can find a little bit of form, he didn't show much yesterday, but like I say, he saw that happen right in front of him, and maybe it gave him flashbacks to when he hurt himself and had that horrendous knee injury and how long the road back for him was. So I'd excuse Ox based on yesterday, based on that happening. Um... We just have to hope that Harvey can get back soon. That That's what it comes down to. We have to hope that Harvey Elliott is back as soon as possible for him. Not for us, for him. Because he's 18 years of age. He's never had a break from football like this before. He's never not been able to play football. This is entirely new for him. It's different when you see other players have long spells. Like 
for example, Jordan Henderson missed six months after the injury he sustained in February against Everton. But he's had a number of long-term injuries. He knows how to cope with that. He knows how to get through those spells away from the game. Ox would have been not... He'd never had a, a break like he did against Roma, but he's he's missed time with injuries. He's used to being away from the game. Joe Gomez, the same. Would have been difficult, I'd imagine, for Virgil. But for Harvey, Harvey's a decade younger than Virgil. This will be tough. This is when he needs, this is when he needs the team to ra- rally around him, the club to rally around him. Uh, all the local patch journalists are, are focused on, obviously, the win and Harvey's injury. And there's been a lot of praise for the medical staff. And I think that's good to see because people are very quick to criticize them um, when they don't know the full facts of things. But they should rightly praise them in a situation like this. Uh, We'll leave it at that for today, folks. Up the Reds, 3-0 and Leeds. Learn some new songs. Learn some new songs and improve your lives. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.